Welcome to Sold for Soup. I'm Rich Whitman. And I'm Jennifer Whitman. This is podcast number six. You reap what you sow. Or you get what you give. Do you remember that band, The New Radicals? Loved them. 1998, One Hit Wonder. I feel like we quote a lot of One Hit Wonders on the show. They had that song, You Only Get What You Give. Literally the only song I know from them, but I love that song. Also, our podcast reminds me of one of my favorite comedians, Chris Farley show on SNL where he has Paul McCartney on there. Do you remember that? Yeah, remember when he that? does those interviews. Yeah, that was awesome. And he has Paul McCartney on there and he's like, remember the album Abbey Road where you where you said the love you take is equal to the love you make? Is that true? And then Paul is, of course, like, yeah, in my experience it is. And then Chris is like, that's awesome. And he goes crazy. Yeah, he like hits himself in the head. He's like, I'm so stupid. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like Chris Farley when I'm doing this podcast or Delicious Dish for anyone who's said yeah, like Delicious say Dish. <laughs> Sometimes I try to make my voice sound like hers. We're going to talk about sowing and reaping today. The Galatian church would have understood the process of sowing, the patience that it requires to grow something, and the joy that comes when the crop is available. So when Paul writes to the Galatian church. So not Paul McCartney now, Not right? Paul McCartney. Okay. Paul, the Apostle Paul. When Paul writes to the Galatian church, whatever one sows, they will also reap. They would have completely understood what that meant. And we should understand that if we sow to please our sinful nature, we're going to reap destruction. If we sow to please our spirit, we will reap eternal life. You're saying the Bible talks about sowing crops and reaping food harvest and compares that to a person's spiritual life? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... How many times as followers of Christ do we expect a great harvest when we're only putting in a half-ass effort? So we can't expect to get a harvest of 80 acres of food in an 80-acre plot if we're only willing to plant one acre of crop. Yeah, that makes sense to me. We are definitely people of patterns and habits. Some of our habits are good. Some of our habits are bad. And the big question we want to answer this week is how do we break the cycle of bad habits in our lives? Because regardless of whether it's a good habit or a bad habit, Seed is being sown, and that seed will eventually yield a return. In my experience, pleasure-based habits tend to be harder to break. Enjoyable behaviors can prompt our brain to release a chemical called dopamine. Have you heard of it? I have heard of dopamine. Yeah, so this chemical, kind of a feel-good chemical, if you do something over and over and dopamine is there when you're doing it, that perpetuates you to want to do that thing again. Sometimes we do things that release dopamine that are healthy for us. And sometimes we do things that release dopamine that are unhealthy for us. Like smoking, drinking, drugs, alcohol abuse, gambling. Those would be some examples of things with negative consequences. Compulsive use of computers or social media. Social media has been, you know, when you, you post that thing on social media and you go back and look for the likes or the comments and see who loves you where that has a dopamine release, but is that really cultivating true relationship? It's an addiction, basically. So yeah, you get to where you want to keep doing it, where it's not 
necessarily creating an, a healthy result. And dopamine is the reason for that. Right. So I would say incidentally, sugar is probably one of the most common addictive things in our country, in the United States. Sugar consumption triggers the release of dopamine in your brain. When you have a dopamine release, your body lowers the availability of dopamine receptors. It's like a protective effect for the brain so that you don't get brain damage, essentially. The drawback of this protective mechanism is that now you need a little more of whatever that substance was to get the same pleasure response. This would be the reason why we have addictions, right? Correct. So sugar affects your brain like other addictive drugs. Most people, I think, don't realize that. They think that sugar is pretty innocuous. If these drugs or sugar are what you're sowing into your body and into your brain on a daily basis, you reap the effects of those things, which is addiction to those things. So for example, with sugar... You'll be craving more and more sugar, which can affect your mood. It can lead to depression, poor learning, cause memory loss, fatigue, and of course, weight gain if you eat too much sugar, which is one of the reasons why it disturbs me that we have things in. Do they have these in DeWitt High School? Pop machines yeah, and candy machines. Is there any healthy snacks in those? No. I think we're definitely reaping what we're sowing with our kids by giving the idea that that's an okay choice for them to make. And no doubt, God works under the laws of sowing and reaping in many different areas of our lives. Many of his promises declare things like, I will, if you, etc. We know that certain foods or habits are bad for us, but we continue the Russian roulette of our health until, bang, we are diagnosed with the disease and then we wonder where it came from. But we're not victims. We work under the very sowing and reaping laws that God has established and we have violated. All things are permissible, but not our, all things are beneficial is the scripture that comes to my mind. 1 Corinthians 10, 23. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow has been given a decidedly negative connotation. More often than not, it's given as a warning. Basically, what comes around goes around. So is sowing and reaping like karma? Paul's warning may sound like it's a teaching of karma, but the law of karma employs a cause and effect similar to Paul's you reap what you sow theology. One's own good or bad actions are, are said to often liberate us from cycles of rebirth. Yet the biblical principle of sowing and reaping is not karma. We benefit from what Jesus has done regardless of what we bring to the table. Ooh, so we're talking grace here. Yes, grace needs to be applied to our lives. It's what saves us. However, we could be moving in a direction that is unhealthy, and we certainly are habitual creatures. But what does it look like for us to break the cycle that we've created or that has been created for us? A dear friend once told me, I have the ability to change many generations of oppressive behaviors. Think of it like a cart going down the same path that's traveled for many decades. The path is worn and it's easy to continue taking. But there are other paths that I could travel or that could be traveled. Reminds me of my favorite poem by Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a wood and I... I took the one less traveled, and it's made all the difference. You have always loved that poem. I do love that poem. Our Creator gives us this guidance out of love and for the benefit of our own fulfillment and out of the knowledge of how we are created and what we are created for. So not to like be a killjoy or a party crusher. It's because our Creator knows what we need. Blas Kaz, great love, name. Yeah, I love that name. In Agile Lean Life offers this perspective in which he compares the petty, time-wasting activities of life to fast food. For example, when people consume fast food, that impairs their health as time-wasting activities take us from doing the things that we need to do to improve ourselves. He says, 
Therefore, try to identify all the fast food things you are doing in your life and think about what the best replacements would be. It's a no-brainer, really. Let me give you a few examples. You should switch from burgers to broccoli, from newspapers to quality books, from shallow parties to deep relationships, from checking your online profiles to exercising in nature, from scanning meaningless articles on the internet to reading posts on this blog. Replace as much fast as possible with real progress, and I promise you won't regret it. Yeah, so instead of sugar giving you a dopamine response and having all those negative impacts that you have from sugar or fill in the blank, my idea would be let your relationships give you a dopamine response. It's a much healthier way to live, and in my opinion, and in I think our creator's opinion, is that's sort of what is written in the Bible, that is what we are created for. We are created for relationships. Don't you agree? I do. Uh, I think the problem is that connecting with food is so easy. Food tastes good. Food can't reject you. You can just have it and feel good right now. And and that's easy. But connecting with humans can be kind of difficult sometimes. They're complicated. And food can be comforting when we are suffering maybe a loss of relationship. Like Breakout. in the movies. In the movies you see... It's often females, but it could probably be men too. Oh, men are guilty for sure. But anyway, they're in bed and, you know, they've gone through a breakup or whatever, and they have a a thing of ice cream and they're watching a sappy movie. I mean, have you listened to the new Morgan Wallen album? Yeah, it's great. I love it. He likes to drink a lot of whiskey after he breaks up, apparently. He talks about that a lot. So we, men and women are obviously different in what we choose for our dopamine response. I guess women like chocolate and wine and ice cream and boys like beer and whiskey. Maybe. I don't know. It's just an observation. Either way, none of those things, if you're doing them in excess, will have good results on your health. If you isolate your, your life to work and, only in, and food and only investing in yourself, life can start to feel meaningless. So my advice would be to focus on what you're passionate about and like Rick Warren talks about in Purpose Driven Life, whatever that passion is that you have, that is probably what your calling is from God. So if you're working from home or you just generally find relationship building challenging because you're shy, try volunteering. Try volunteering in an area that you're passionate about. You can help other people that way. You can donate your time. You can donate your money. You can donate your efforts, and you will connect with other people in the process. And then just see what happens as you're giving of yourself, that will release that dopamine and have a healthy result for yourself. Hoarding up your money and time and stuff for yourself can be pretty meaningless in my opinion. And it reminds me of Dead Poet Society where Robin Williams is talking to his class and he's inspiring them and he says, like math and science and law. These are the things that are necessary to sustain life. But love and poetry, these are the things that we stay alive for. The same goes for what we're talking about. Sugar, food, eating healthy or not eating healthy. Food in general is necessary to sustain life. So if we're working hard on our physical health or not working at all on our physical health, but still eating, food is necessary to sustain life, but it's not what we stay alive for. It shouldn't necessarily be what we stay alive for. Working all the time, creating an amazing Instagram profile, those aren't the things that we stay alive for. Relationships and love are what we stay alive for. I think it's really interesting that as we talk about sowing and reaping, we we can be talking about food planting food and raping a harvest. 
We could be talking about investing in a relationship and reaping the benefits of companionship. There's a whole bunch of angles with this. And obviously, in this short amount of time, we can't explore all those angles. But the point is this, like, whatever you're doing, whatever you're giving, that's what you're going to get out of it. And so if you invest in your health and you're trying to take care of yourself, then you're going to reap benefits that are result in a healthy lifestyle. If you aren't taking care of yourself and you're, and you're forming bad habits, then you're probably going to not be a healthy person. Right. And then even if you are a healthy person physically, if you're not investing in relationships with other people, ultimately, I think all of that effort is rendered meaningless, all that effort to make your body healthy. That's my personal opinion. That's our new giveaway sound, Dukes of Hazard. Love it. Okay, what are we giving away? Oh, this week we are giving away a hundred plus year old fresh live sourdough starter from Italy. Ooh, I'm so jealous of whoever gets this. <laughs> what was that sound? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just delete it. Why don't you just buy why don't you just buy yourself one if you want one? I think I will. All right. Okay, and I'm drawing the name. Who is it this week? From my favorite hat. Okay. It is oh, Allie Anderson. Congratulations, Yay. Allie. We will uh, make sure that that is mailed to your house for you. Awesome. Uh, what was your favorite thing about last week, Rich? So my favorite thing about last week is it was the beginning of March, and which means March Madness. And so lots of basketball, lots of hoops on. And at lunchtime and various times throughout the day, I've been watching a lot of basketball. And I'm super excited about the tournament. Rich has been watching all the basketball. My favorite thing was the El King concert that we went to with Chris and Leslie, my sisters-in-law. We had a blast. El King is awesome. We danced and had fun. Had a, a great blizzard. dinner. And it was a blizzard. We had and a great dinner. It was dinner. a blizzard, yeah. We shared that with our family. So what you know about the heart and mind connection that we're talking about next week? So the the heart and the mind in the Bible, I believe, I'll have to confirm this, but I believe that they are considered the same thing. Like your heart and your mind are considered one, basically in scripture. Again, I'll have to confirm that. Well, tune in next week. Okay. I think that concludes our show. Please follow us on our socials, which include Instagram, Sold for Soup, Twitter, Sold for Soup, and our website, soldforsoup.com. We are so happy to have you guys listening. Please let other people know about the show and go get healthy. Peace out. We going-